We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, guys. It's the Panther Ants Podcast. It's Blount Harris here. Excuse the uh, somber introduction. I'm getting, I'm battling a cold right now, and I'm nasal as all get out. And I still feel like garbage, but that's just part of life. Anyways, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I mean... Yeah, we lost the, the we got we got our asses kicked in the uh yeah in the championship game and it actually you know Dabo was pretty um you know he was pretty nice to us in this championship game. I mean he could have probably dropped a hundred on us if he really wanted to, but he kept it respectable and you know, only beat us by thirty two points. I think there was times where he let us, you know, where he threw us some bones. And, you know, we, unless we could run the ball, we couldn't do anything else. <clears throat> Am I disappointed we lost? No, I'm not. I'm just disappointed in the effort overall. Yeah, you know, when the game started out, the defense left a safe five-yard touchdown run. And I thought it was pretty much we were pretty much screwed then. But then the defense settled down. And for the most part, defense played their asses off. And kept us in that game for most of it. But Pitt, you know, I think what really what really blew it wide open was before halftime, Pitt had a chance just to take a knee and get the ball in the second half. They decided to throw the ball, and it was disastrous. You all saw that. And, you know, Clemson scored. Next, you know, we're down, we're, we're down 18 at halftime, and that was pretty much it. Pit on opportunities to score, get the ball going, but it just wasn't going to happen. You all saw that. Unless they threw the football and Kenny Pickett finished with eight yards passing, which was a pretty uh, a pretty uh, shitty stat. I mean, that was horrible. But um, I think my partner Doozy. This this game was definitely a learning experience because. This gave you an opportunity 
to see where your program is at right now compared to like Clemson's and what you need to do to get to where you want to be with this program. Otherwise, he's going to have to make some changes probably. And I think the first thing you do is it starts with your offensive coordinator. You start with him. Because there's a lot of things I miss with the play calling. And you know, as, one, as one person mentioned to me, the decision to throw the ball before halftime is not so much on Watson, it's on Arduzzi as well, because he's the head coach. <clears throat> if you know, if Pat decided it was his, you know, let's take a chance, let's throw the ball, try to see if we can score before halftime, I can, I can see him doing that. But it ultimately backfired. If anything, you know, you have to realize what you have with your offense right, right then and there, and you, you take a knee and figure something else out. But second half came and really nothing was figured out. And you know the reason Pippy Clemson two years ago is because of who they had. Nate Peterman was a you know fifth year senior. They had James Conner, who's an NFL draft pick, third round pick, and of course he's a, he's the starting running back for the Steelers. They had Scott Orndoff, who uh, who's been you know he spent some time in the pros here and there. There was Jester Wea, you know he's obviously uh, he wasn't draft pick, he was undrafted free agent. But he also had a loaded offensive line as well. I mean, he had Brian, you know, I think, I believe Brian O'Neill was on that team. Who was also a top, also a big draft pick as well. And he had some other guys on that line that, you know, have been in and out of the pros. So that's pretty much why. And plus, like that, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much why. They were able to, to run with Clemson that time around. Plus, that Quadrant Henderson, he was in the pros. He still is, actually. I forgot about him. It's just there was so much leadership on that team. And so many really good players. That's why they were able to beat Clemson that year. This time around, a little different. We don't have a tight end because we can't sign one and we can't keep on committed and we can't keep them from leaving the program. So we have no tight end. Our offense pretty much is, uh, well, it's our running backs. Darren Hall and Quadriolison. Do we have talent on the offense? Sure we do. We had some really talented receivers. Robert Lopes, Aaron Matthews, Taysir Mack. Those are a handful of them. The problem is, though, is we have nobody to throw the football to them. After the uh, Miami game last year, we thought we had something with Kenny Pickett, but 
it just got progressively worse. I'm not sure if it's Pickett or if it's just the play calling itself. It just play. I mean, if you watch that game, the plays took time to slightly develop to a point where you had him throwing a uh, little screen pass to Olison, and Olison got almost got destroyed. It was bad, but I think with Narduzzi, if he looks at this, he has, he has to realize I have a really good defense coming back, but I have to figure out the offense because the offense is dismal. So, <clears throat> I think, you know, if anything about from the AD, I sit down with Pat and say, hey, I know you like this guy. He's your buddy, but he's got to go. You know, you have to make some changes. So, I mean, you can give him a. Uh, I mean, Pat's really hard up about keeping him. Give him some. Give him that quality control. Uh, you know, one of those quality control jobs that these uh, guys get when they suck at their current. When they suck as a coordinator, they get relegated to quality control, and that's really you know that's just a freaking disposition for the most part. That's all I can do. But if you're going to make a change of coordinator, I think you also have to open up the quarterback position as well and make it open competition. Because Kenny Pickett may have been your starter this year, but he didn't really do anything to keep his job. He hasn't really done anything to solidify that he's the guy. That you want know, to lead your program. Sure, he had that Miami win. Sure, Pitt you know, went to a Coastal Division title this year. But they got to the title on the backs of the, uh, the running backs and the, and the defense. <clears throat> I mean, picking out one good game, it was against a bad Clemson team. So I believe you have to reopen the whole thing and make him compete because he's going to have to because next year he's going to have a whole new backfield and he's not going to have the running backs to bail him out again and same with Sean Watson he's not going to have the players to bail him out either So they're gonna have to work something out because as this group graduates, there's a lot of challenges ahead, a lot of big ones. I think that uh, if Pat wants to uh, contend for another conference, you know, another conference title, he's got to make changes. Because if he keeps, you know, because the, the way things are going right now with Watson and with the guys that they're losing on the offensive side of the ball, Pat might be looking at another, another four or five win season. I don't think he can afford that right now. Because the 
teams that uh, Pip beat, they're going to eventually get tougher. Miami's eventually going to get their, their heads on their ass. Although we lost them anyway, but eventually they're going to they're, they're get their heads out of their ass, and that's that. But until they do, they keep choking, and the rest of the conference does. Pitt's got to figure something out. Because there's going to be some changes, because North Carolina's going to you know, be bringing in, the, well, they're bringing Mac Brown, which I have no idea what the, what logic is with that one. So I don't really think Pitt really has to worry too much about North Carolina because of who they hired. <clears throat> I don't get that hire. I think it's a dumb hire. Not sure what Georgia Tech does. I'm sure they'll figure something out with that hire. Hopefully something better than Mac Brown. We'll see, but... But, yeah, I mean... Oh, hey, you know, Pitt came out in full force, enjoyed the game, and I know you guys at least had fun in the rain and, you know, got drunk and stuff. It looked like y'all had a great time. But, hey, you know, as far as the season goes, it was a fun ride. I'm not sure if we'll ever get back to this point where we're playing a conference title game, but, and yeah, I was blown out, but the ride was fun, and I really don't care at this point what the record is. I know Pitt will probably finish. There's a good chance Pitt could finish seven and seven. If they do, they do. I mean, it is what it is. But I think now, you know, it would suck to finish the season losing your uh, your last three games. But for Pat, this is a measuring stick for him is to figure out where he wants to go from here. Because he has to figure it out. He just signed an extension, and he may have one, one or two years before he, uh, if he's, you know, if he's still screwing up. So we'll see. Anyways, guys, as you know, Pitts played Stanford in the Sun Bowl, and I know Stanford's not too excited about this. And you know, there was an article saying that they drew a six-loss team in their bowl game. I mean, trust me, the feeling's mutual. I mean, save for the hardball years, and maybe like one or, maybe one or two select years since he's been gone. Stanford hasn't been that great since then, and there was yeah, there was a lot of big things that were good you know set for them this year, and they uh, underperformed. And well, not so much that they underperformed at a shitty conference. They're a very overrated conference, and they, and they get so much prestige because of, of, of the Rose Bowl. That's it. If you take the Rose Bowl away from the Pac-12, it's pretty much right now. It's just the Pac-12. It's just USC and a bunch of programs. That's it. There's no, there's nothing else to it. The Pac-12 pretty much is the Big Twelve on steroids. That's it. And the sad part is, is uh. At least the Big 12 has more prestige programs like Texas and Oklahoma. Pac-12 just has USC and that's it. <clears throat> UCLA pretty much is us with more fans in attendance. That's it. That's all UCLA is. 
great basketball, that's about it. I mean, they're pretty much the Kentucky of the West. Bad football, but great basketball. You know, Washington's had some good running. I mean, Washington had the Steve Empton years when it, you know, back in the early '90s, and that was about it. You know, Oregon had the Chip had some flashes with Chip Kelly, but that's about it. I mean, nobody really takes the Pac-12 seriously, or if or if ever. But anyways, we got them, and you know, of course, we have one thing in common: Walt Harris coach for both teams and so it's the Walt Harris Bowl awesome we gotta try Walt out for the uh, the, the coin toss and Dave Wanstead as well because you know it's it's been te- it's been 10 years since the uh, since we went, went out there and lost 3 nothing to them to Oregon State I think I believe it was and to this day I, I mean I, I mean I was pretty much doing one blogging for the Panther Rants blog at that point and I swear to God, after that game, I just stopped blogging after that. I was done. For one thing, I I was tired of writing. It wasn't fun anymore. It just felt like it was a job. And I wasn't really getting paid for it anyway. And I'm like, well, nobody reads this shit anyway, so I'm just going to stop writing. And, you know, you can only keep up with so many onion... You can only keep up with so many onion headlines for so long until they repeat themselves and eventually you just run out of material and that's one thing as well I ran material and plus you know my humor pretty much went away after that after that loss I mean I mean losing 3 nothing in a bowl game just wasn't funny to me anymore. wasn't really funny to me anymore I mean the once that era in general wasn't funny to me no more I was I mean I was ready to freaking after a three nothing loss, I was ready to friggin' tell Dave once to get the hell out. Of course, uh, not to his face. Not to his face, though. You know, I was just going to message board and do it. Dave, get the hell out, you know, post. That's all I would have done. Nothing else too major. Oh yeah, you guys probably heard uh, somebody try to call me this morning. That's the bitch about podcasting on a on a phone. Is that you're gonna have somebody call in? And yeah, this one this was uh, this was one of those car warranty th- uh, phone calls where basically to ex- they want me to extend me on my car warranty. And it's all it's always a car I know I no longer own. You know, your warranty is expired on your 2008 Suzuki Grand Patara. Yeah, I towed that car about five, six years ago. Yeah, an uninsured driver rear-ended me. So, uh, yeah, it's it, I, don't, I don't have that car no more. Yeah. And I just paid that car off, too, I remember. I just paid it off a few months back. And on top of that... I just put new brakes and rotors on it, front and back. And I remember a week later, I'm trying to, uh, you know, our the left lane I was in, I guess came to a stop because too many cars were trying to make a left turn in the uh, median. 
and some lay uh, who was some uninsured driver was texting and driving and she uh, hit me and tried to, to say tried to blame it on the rain but when it wasn't raining and blamed her tires the tires had no tread on them it's just she wasn't paying attention and of course the whole time we were doing all this with the uh, cop she was on her phone Lord knows doing what and I pretty much drew uh, to a conclusion she was texting and driving and just wasn't paying attention I mean if you're going to text and drive one thing I do is I do it at a red light when I know the car ain't going but for those who don't want to do that at least have some decency to do it in the right hand lane I mean if you had decency you wouldn't do it at all because of all these hands free devices we got but we, I, I know that's never going to happen. So, but for some, I mean, they just do it in, in the fast lane, and you just can't do that. But anyways, I've been thrown off thing. I've been thrown off topic. But yeah, after the three nothing thing, I was pretty much done, and yeah, I was. Next year was pup or shove for me for once. That, of course. Had a hell of a year. Lost some uh, head scratching games, but they still battled for the uh, Big East title, and and they lost in, in one step fashion, blowing a uh, big lead. And that was that. I mean, obviously the uh, people told me that uh, pretty much Dave, pretty much Dave Wanstead was on the hot seat after the three nothing loss. People were fed up. 2009 was the last gasp for him. And it just didn't happen. And pretty much he was on borrowed time. And I think when the uh, report went out about the uh, pit football having uh, the most campus incidents with football players, that report came out. I think that was pretty much the beginning of end of Dave. Obviously, that season still his fate. Anyways, let's enjoy the ball game. Let's wrap up and let's get eight wins. Now look at the uh, the playoff picture. There was obviously people lobbying for Georgia to be in the uh, uh, group of four. And here's the thing: if Georgia really wanted to be in the group of four, they would have won their uh, conference title. I mean, if we're going to do this whole participation trophy entitlement crap, let's keep, let's keep it consistent here. I don't care how close they played Bama. You need to win. So if you're going to punish other programs for not winning their conference title, keep it consistent because last year you didn't do it. So here you go. I mean, of course, Ohio State won their uh, conference title, but Ohio State beat a crappy uh, Northwestern team. And I mean, Ohio State just didn't deserve to be it anyway. 
it was funny because during the game I did some trash talk with some West Virginia with a West Virginia poster. And I guess he covers Wake Forest too. And uh he was doing the ESP for each shit pit. And he was being funny, so I replied to one of his tweets saying ESP air C pit on TV. And he got mad and replied back it's ESP enjoyed enjoy the Sutter pinstripe and I laughed because I'm like okay I'm gonna, yeah I'm going to enjoy the uh, Sutter pinstripe because they're freaking tier 1 bulls in the ACC because obviously West Virginia beat is uh, caught the sibling as they are about everything I mean they both say they're freaking Alabama or Michigan as far as you know tradition goes and they're really not I mean that's what that's what a Texas Tech fan said to them like we're, we're proud of your, your accomplishments but you guys aren't like you're Michigan or, or uh, Alabama when you're really just you're just no different than anybody else for all their hard work this year West Virginia West Virginia did this year in, in the Big 12 and almost getting to the conference title game not to mention a 10, 10, uh, 10 team league which they boasted about well you know this worked out for Oklahoma because you know they got to play the best team of their conference second best team of their conference really whereas Clemson's playing Pitt you know because Pitt's bad and I'm going to talk about this because other former kids are playing Pitt And, of course, they're sitting there boast about the Big 12. And, of course, the Big 12 does what the Big 12 does best. They um, they bent West Virginia over and made them grab their ankles, pretty much, and sent them to the uh, camping bowl with Syracuse. Because West Virginia had this whole thing in, in place where they felt they were going to go with the Alamo Bowl. Basically, it was a case of West Virginia being West Virginia. Where they thought they were more valuable than what they what, what they believe. In other words, they're like Levy and Bell. They pretty much feel that they're worth more than what they, what they are. Whereas... Initially, when Expansion Apocalypse was happening, Pitt gets it out and says, hey, you know, we got to invite to the Big 12. We want you to come with us. And West Virginia says, well, we're, gonna, we're, we're, uh, we're holding off for the SEC because the SEC, I think, will take us. SEC ends up taking freaking Missouri. Missouri. Over West Virginia. Think about that for a second. They took friggin' Missouri, and Missouri ain't that special. So they held up for the SEC, and of course, in the end, where did West Virginia end up? They ended up in the Big 12. So for all that, they still ended up in the Big 12. ACC didn't want them. And of course, West Virginia had to do its best for them, you know, at that point. You know, they didn't care, West Virginia didn't care about anybody else in the expansion. 
because they felt they were, you know, going to get the SEC. They, you know, they had to look out for, look out for them, but then would pick up their invite before they did. They cried like white little assholes. And, of course, Penn State gets the Citrus Bowl against Kentucky. So, I don't mind the Sun Bowl, but it's hilarious how uh, Penn State and West Virginia first caught the sending as they are. Penn State gets, uh, <laughs> ends up in the Citrus, which still isn't a bad bowl. It's not the, you know, it's not the Rolls Royce of bowl games. So to speak, or or the, or the champagne of bowl games. So they get they get Miller High Life. They got a Miller genuine draft, basically. In West Virginia, they get the Alamo Bowl. They got the Camping Bowl. Too funny. But uh, I guess we'll talk about the Bulls later this week. As far as the playoff goes, it was no surprise. I mean, Oklahoma was your logical one. And they get Bama first round. I think, though, if Georgia would have won, they, Georgia would have got in. I think you put Georgia-Bama as a 2-3. To avoid another SEC, all-ACC uh, title game. But we're not going to have that this time around. But we'll probably have probably Bama and who else. I don't think uh, I really don't see. I mean, Clemson or Name, I think, is going to be a close game. I think Notre Dame will give Clemson a game. I think Clemson ultimately wins, but I just don't think that Clemson is is as great as people say. I mean, a lot of talent. I just think at quarterback they're a little shaky because. He was begging to be. He he was begging for uh, at times to be a, to be picked sixth, and it just didn't happen. But they have a really good running game. And they have a really good defense. But uh, yeah, I did watch the Steelers last night, and I won't get into that too much. They just you know they just blew a really bad game, and not just that. But we'll talk later this week because I'm, I'm on 30 minutes now with this and I'm nasal as all get out and I can barely breathe. Oh, well, guys. Hell to pit. Sun Bowl, baby. Let's go to eight and six. F Stanford. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.